Welcome to the Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. All right, so we all know that systems are important. They're vital to any business to be able to run smoothly and successfully, but there's also a few things you want to be aware of when implementing systems in your business. And so today I really wanna chat with you all about the top three mistakes you're potentially making with your systems in your business and our recommendations for how to overcome these. So as always, we wanna give you guys some action steps in order to alleviate any of these topics you may or may not be coming across when it comes to your systems in your business. So today I'm gonna cover three different areas. Number one, automating everything. Number two, using too many tools and platforms in your business. And then three, waiting to implement systems until, you know, quote unquote, the right time. And then at the end of each topic, I'm like I said, gonna give you our suggestions for avoiding these mishaps. So we're gonna go ahead and get started and talk about point number one which was automating everything. So automations can be super beneficial when it comes to efficiency in your business, but you know what they say about having too much of a good thing. So here are a few things to keep in mind when setting up automations within your system. So number one, there's a fine line between automations helping you and automations hurting you. Lots of people think automations are something you set up once and then never touch or think about again. And this can be true for small periods of time or for some very specific scenarios, but automations require consistent upkeep and troubleshooting. So in general, a review of internal automations should happen at least quarterly. And then this is also obviously going to help ensure that all automations remain up to date. They're relevant to your current processes in your systems and they're functioning correctly. So obviously the more automations that you have, the more time and manpower you'll need to dedicate to this internal review process and just managing all of them. With more automations, the more there is that could potentially go wrong. So let's be honest, technology is pretty dang advanced, but it's far from perfect. That's why in addition to general upkeep, troubleshooting will be needed if automations run into errors or stop working correctly. So the more automations you have, the more room there is for tech error and glitches. So when you have automations built out on top of automations, there's always a better chance of one small misstep throwing the whole process out of whack. And while troubleshooting is a normal part of any tech-based automation or system or even business, you should be cautious about the time you spend troubleshooting your automations to make sure it doesn't exceed the amount of time it takes to just do the task manually. So that's why it is generally best practice to automate the steps that are basic and recurring while completing the more complex tasks manually or within the support of a simplified automation, because obviously the more automations you have stacked on top of one another. If something goes wrong, let's say for example, you're using something like Zapier and you've got a single automations with a multitude of triggers that is going to obviously give you a lot more things that you're going to have to sift through to look for the source of the problem. Now, obviously with something like Zapier, it's nice because they do have like error history that you can go back and review, but that is just something to keep in mind that if something is, you know, 
breaking at, you know, for lack of a better word within your business in terms of your tech and automations. Like I said, if you have too many automations stacked on top of one another, then it's going to be a lot harder to get to the source of the issue. The last thing, um, automating everything loses human touch. So sending out emails, follow-ups and reminders automatically can obviously save valuable time when it comes to processes. However, you should pick and choose which ones can be handled with automation and which are best handled with a human touch. So for example, here on our team, we use automations in our failed payment process. So whenever a failed payment comes through via Thrivecart, it automatically sets our payment recovery process in motion in the back end by creating a task for one of our team members to follow up with the customer. And while we could probably automate the email and follow up being sent out, we do like to handle these situations, particularly with more of a personal touch. So we like to personally email the customers and make sure we're directly responding to their needs and concerns versus this being an automated process. And this is genuinely um, a personal preference of mine, just in terms of our customer service experience. And automations aren't necessarily there to replace you having to do the task, but they are there to help you to make tasks easier. So most people think that in order to be efficient, automations have to be complex and totally hands off, which is just not true. So automations can be as simple as writing down a workflow or time blocking your day or writing and storing email templates, as well as the tech automations that generally come to mind when you think of the word automate. So there are different types of automations that you can um, use to help you understand and implement all sorts of speed optimizing solutions in your business. And if you're interested in reading more about those types of automation specifically, or how you can start implementing them, you can definitely check out our podcast episode we did uh, on four types of automations. And I'll make sure to link that in the show notes for you guys. But we dive into each specific type of automation and give specific user case examples and scenarios for each of those as well. So what are the benefits of implementing automations right? Now we're definitely trying to not scare you away from obviously utilizing automations. It's a huge uh, necessity that we use in our business. Our business truly couldn't survive without them. But keeping these tips in mind while setting up your automations is going to help make sure that they are as efficient and as helpful as possible. So here's some benefits we see from applying automations responsibly within our team at Systems Up. Number one, automating manual tasks can save you and your team a ton of time. It's going to increase productivity and efficiency. It can potentially reduce mistakes and oversights, and it's going to help take repetitive steps off of your plate, but still allows you to keep control where you want to step in. So we do utilize automations in a lot of different examples. We use both uh, native ClickUp automations, and we use external uh, automations with something like Zapier using automations connecting our third-party platforms to ClickUp in order to speed up our processes where it is necessary. So the second thing I want to talk about is using too many platforms and tools. So there's a ton of platforms to choose from in the online space, and it can be really overwhelming to choose the right one for your business. So I'm going to share a few of the downfalls of overloading on platforms and tools and give you our tips for how to choose the best platforms for your own business. So we can all obviously get shiny object syndrome. It can be so hard to stick with a platform consistently when companies are always coming out with something bigger and better. I obviously I've fallen victim to this, but biz owners beware falling victim to shiny object syndrome. If you are always moving from one new software release to the next, then this is most likely throwing a wrench in the systems you're trying so hard to implement because you're bouncing around to different platforms and not really giving them the opportunity to start working for you. So using an excessive amount of platforms and tools can actually make it more difficult to find information because it's not consolidated into one place. So likewise, switching back and forth between platforms every day can cost you and your team a ton of time. So choosing a lean platform suite that is intentional and uh, scalable can help you combat this a ton. Sorry to interrupt the flow, but this will be real quick. 
So you guys have downloaded ClickUp, but you kind of don't know where to get started. No worries, we've got a one-stop template shop full of ClickUp templates that will get rid of that headache. You can use our done-for-you plug-and-play templates to systematically scale your business so you can generate more revenue and more time, which means you're growing your business rather than managing it. All you have to do is go to the shop link below in the show notes and get what you need. We have templates for coaches, virtual assistants, OBMs, and social media managers. You can purchase templates individually or you can buy them as a bundle. So do yourself a favor and check out our ClickUp templates today so you can start focusing on the bigger picture in your business. Now, back to the show. Another thing is not having a scalable system. So finding a platform that fits your business now and in the future is really important. So using a platform that doesn't allow your business to scale means you're having to switch platforms all the time when you reach your limit or the capability of that platform in general. So this is obviously time, money, and manpower when you're having to migrate from one tech stack to another or when choosing a platform, you also wanna make sure to consider future growth and make a choice that can grow with your business. So as an example, we used to utilize Kajabi for our course and our email marketing. Now we started to get a little bit more advanced with the types of automations and things that we wanted to build out for our email marketing campaigns. And we realized that that was only going to continue to grow. And while Kajabi supported us and our needs at that point in time, we knew we were eventually going to outgrow it. And so rather than waiting for that moment to happen, we went ahead and intentionally made the move to active campaign to go ahead and set ourselves up for success so that as our email marketing continued to evolve and grow, we weren't having to switch platforms in a busier season of work and utilizing more of the features that we had available to us then uh, with an active campaign versus being without them in Kajabi. So Kajabi is still a great tool to use for that. Just for us and our personal needs, it was something we knew we were going to outgrow and we had to make sure to take the steps to combat that and be proactive versus reactive. So our recommendations for uh, lean systems is we do really recommend using only a handful of tools in your business to avoid overwhelm. And when we get to that point of overwhelm, that usually means we don't actually use the system we have in place because we have a cluttered backend. So you should only be using the systems that you absolutely need in your business and nothing more. So if you don't know where to start, we do recommend starting with a project management tool like ClickUp, a communication tool like Slack, a CRM platform like HoneyBook, and a storage tool like Google Drive. So then from there, you can start adding in things like a scheduling platform, automation tools, email marketing platforms, etc. And what do you want to start looking for when choosing those business platforms? So what can you do to make sure that you're investing in a platform that will be a solid fit for your business. Here's a couple of questions you can ask yourself to make sure you're making intentional choices when it comes to the platforms you are adding into your business. So number one, how many users are you going to end up needing and what roles and access will you need them to have? What's your budget? And then after you know how many users you will need, it's going to be easier to know if a platform fits within your budget. What are your must-have features? What problems or issues do you need the platform to solve? And do you really need a new platform or do you need to spend time fine-tuning and revitalizing the one that you're currently utilizing. And the last thing we'll talk about is waiting to implement systems. So here at Systems Up HQ, we always say that you should implement systems now, right? So whether your business is in its concept phase or you have had your business for 15 years, systems are a necessary step to take at no matter what stage you're in. So you don't want to wait until you're overwhelmed and overloaded to get your systems in place, although I'm sure a lot of us are at that point already. We usually have clients come to us that are in two positions. So number one, we have people who start 
started a business without systems and grew faster than they thought or anticipated. So when you've gotten to that point, you've grown super fast, you're inevitably going to hit a ceiling in your business because there's only so much work that your lack of systems can support. And at that point, you're so busy with the day-to-day internal management of a business that you can't step into your CEO role. And this is going to limit your business's ability to grow and scale. So even if you have a team in place without systems, delegation will be nearly impossible or successful. You'll become the bottleneck in your business and end up right where you started, which overwhelmed. So in order to scale, you're going to need systems in place. And then the second type of client that we have come to us are people who have started their business and have no idea where to even start with systems. So they're brand new. They want to go ahead and get them running off the ground, but just not really sure where to start. So this is the ideal time to set up systems because some people are going to say that they're waiting for the right time. But the moral of the story is that there truly is no right time to implement. The sooner you can get them implemented, the better for your business. So if you think you don't have time to start your systems, let me tell you something. You're never going to have time to work on your systems. When it comes down to it, you're actually going to pause making money and client work or additional clients so that you can revamp and create the systems in your business that you needed two years ago. Probably not. So let's go ahead and get started on your systems now. So along with investing time and building your systems and processes, you also need to invest time in learning about your systems themselves. If you never learn about them, you can't scale your business and you need systems to grow and change with you. And you need to know how to do that when you get to that point. And this can only happen if you're familiar with your systems and where and how there is room for growth. So how do we start building systems now? You might be saying to yourself, okay, I get it. I get it. I need systems, but where on earth do I even get started? So let's help with that. So step number one, you need to list out all of the big processes that you do in your business or big departments like client onboarding, management and offboarding, team management, social media and content creation, or podcast production. These are the big projects that you are consistently doing inside of your business. Step number two is you want to pinpoint the types of platforms you need in your business to make those processes run smoothly. So do you need a system for client intake and management, for team management, for content creation, for content scheduling, the list goes on. What platforms do you need to successfully support those processes inside of your business? And step number three, let's do a little bit of research on the different types of platforms for project management, CRMs, team communication, storage, social media scheduling tools, email management systems. And then after you've done your research, sign up and integrate those platforms into your business and start to test them. Hot tip, don't do this all in a week or even in a month. Take it step by step so that you're not having to start over again in a couple of months because this could obviously be very overwhelming if you decided to jump into everything at once. And then you're not actually making strategic decisions in terms of what you're actually adding or integrating inside of your business. In summary, systems are obviously an absolute mess in your business, but don't throw caution to the wind and jump the gun when implementing them. So you want to take the time to be considerate about where you are using automations and how. Be intentional about the platform you're choosing and don't procrastinate. And the best time for you to start working on your systems is now. So the key is implementing systems in a way that will allow you to step into your CEO role while giving your business and your team the resources that they need to be successful and scale and grow right alongside with you. So if you guys have any questions about systems in general, obviously hop into our Mighty Networks community or DM us on Instagram. I'm obviously always happy to chat with you guys about this, but I will see you guys on next week's episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.